What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to episode 192 of the We Got Ice podcast, or just We Got Ice. I guess it could be, it could be called either way. My name is Jack, joined here by Lorenzo and producer Wilson, of course. How are we doing? Doing good. Uh, stripped Wilson of his mic and his video camera, which is great for me. You know, I'm great fe- for us. Feeling good. A lot of snow outside. A lot mm-hmm. of snow. So I got big snow day feels today. I woke up and I was like, I'm gonna take a nap. It felt good today. How you doing, Jackie? Yeah. Doing good. We also got a lot of snow, at least like four inches. Shoveling's wow. been more than I got. Yeah, shoveling's <laughs> been pretty good, honestly. So I I can't complain. But yeah, we're back. We didn't skip any weeks, but it feels like we haven't been mentally. We haven't been there for you guys lately. So I we're coming back. We're on the we're on the up and up. We got some Hall of Fame stuff to talk about. Some MLB the Show fun stuff, and hopefully the lockout will end soon. Yeah, I missed you, Jack. I missed podcasting. I missed our fans. I was like, I felt like we've been gone for a month and a half, even though it's only been a day later. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming soon, which I, no one really wants to hear, but it is, there'll be fun stuff in the near future. So it'll make more sense then. It will. But in the meantime, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, oh, by the way, I could go for a really good steak right now. I don't know about you, but I'm in a steak mood today. We got to thank our patrons. Shout out to our patrons. Patreon.com slash We Got Ice, who help make this show possible every single week. Shout out to our newest patron, Taylor Griffin. We appreciate you so much. If you guys also want to become a patron, get a shout out on the podcast, receive a bonus episode of the podcast every single week and be the first to know about all of the top secret things we do go to patreon.com slash we got ice right now link is in the bio five dollars a month gets you the episode of the podcast with 24 episodes already backlogged jack that's a lot of podcasts and a dollar gets you access to a discord server with me and jack exclusive where we can talk baseball all the time patreon.com slash we got ice and shout out to manscape for sponsoring this episode of the podcast use code ice to shave your balls more from them later yeah, 20% off of Toad Ice and free shipping. So they will be on the come up soon. It really will. So before we get fully into the show, just a last quick thing. If you're on the audio, you already know this. We're going to be audio only for a little while. So if you're coming over from the YouTube, that's why. Temporary little change. We're going to be doing, we're working on a lot of stuff for YouTube, TikTok, a lot of projects. So audio only on the podcast for a little while. More content, guys, I promise. Podcast is still going to be happening every single week. Don't worry about that. But we went viral this week, Jack, because MLB The Show might have made a little bit of a blunder. They might have gotten horny bonked a little bit. <laughs> yeah. we. So a couple weeks ago, I made a TikTok, and I designed these fake covers, putting funny stuff on it. Vladdy had a wagon on one. Absolute short shorts, shorts. Wagon, baby. <laughs> just, just dumb little jokes. And we put them on Twitter. And then like two weeks later, they... MLB The Show's official account retweeted it and then promptly unretweeted it. <laughs> but not before the screenshots came in, though. Yeah. It was like a retweet, and me and Jack were together, and I was like, oh, MLB The Show just retweeted one of our tweets. That's really cool. And I go to look what it is, and I'm like, they just retweeted the Vladdy Canada Fic MLB The Show edition. And yeah. the internet had an absolute field day. The screenshots were secured before they could get it undone. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we need a little bit of money for that, I think. I think so, too. Um, I was just – I want to hear your number one conspiracy on how this happened. A lot of people have been saying somebody was thought it was their personal account and went to retweet it and then realized, oh, I'm on MLB The Show's account. 
Or yeah. do you think it's like potentially a teaser that we're actually going to get Vladdy as a cover and they just wanted to get some some buzz around the show real quick? That'd be smart if they did that. But I honestly think it was social media guy thought he was on his other account and thought he was being sneaky retweeting this. Well, he really knows who the real cover athlete is, <laughs> but then it was the wrong account. And I, I mean, I don't know how many people saw it, probably at least a couple thousand before they unretweeted it. And they don't retweet things. They never retweet things. So I think that's why it was definitely some poor intern. Yeah, I know. I felt so – imagine that feeling of horror when you see your, your notifications yeah. and stuff blowing up. And you're like, oh, my God. The, the part that makes it I mean, the worst is you know everybody has their MLB The Show 20 – like MLB The Show official notifications on because yeah. the cover athlete is supposed to be revealed in two days. So everybody's waiting for any sort of hint and then they get the retweet. Of Laddie's just wagon in like a nice summer day. <laughs> yeah, I it. I hope it could have been worse. I mean, they could have retweeted something really bad. So it's funny. It's it's really like, funny. I'm. I think it's funny. That's my official conspiracy now. Because right, an hour later, they tweeted out the official MLB the show tease for like. Yeah. We're announcing the cover in two days, so I'm officially all in on Vladdy being the show cover. That's my theory. Well. But Shohei was also in that tweet. He was also in that tweet, but he was not nearly as thick. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, it has to be Otani. It would be Feels weirder like if it. it wasn't. It would be weird if it wasn't, but that's why I'm starting to, like, I have that, like, hot take mentality to me now. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. saying it's Otani, so I'm trying to be like, oh, no, it's Vladdy now. It's going to be different right. when it's inevitably going right. to be Otani. It's like the same thing with the MVP during the season. Whenever they go, Vladdy could win it. It's like, yeah, W. Otani. Right, yeah. That's actually really true. Vladdy is in the same exact position again. He's just <laughs> second Vlad. place. <laughs> He's yeah, doing everything Vlad. he can to win our hearts over, but Otani's just like, no, no, no. Yeah. More ass, though. He's got more ass. <laughs> that is true. Am I? You were more t- in touch with like the show community growing up than I was. Is this more mm-hmm. buzzed than usual around the cover, or am I just like actually on the internet now? No, I think it's the same. They always do something like this. I mean, it probably ramps up a little bit every year, and maybe the lockout has more people interested because there's no free agent news or anything. But yeah, it's it's probably one of the most traction days for MLB The Show. Yeah, people I was on, love the cover athlete. It's cra- I love cover. I feel like cover athletes for any sport is like they're like really really cool right. for video games. You just want to know who it's gonna be. But I was just surprised of like how many people cared like right now. And also, yeah. it's good news that we're actually getting a show because that's not the lockout, which we'll talk about more later. Tease. Look at me, professional podcaster here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that we weren't going to even get the show. So I was like, oh, my God. At least we got something going. Right. Yeah. Any news is better than no news, even if it was a mistake <laughs> retweet from our account. Hey, we'll, we'll take it. You know, what's a, I did see this tweet going around. So I'll ask you, what's a an athlete, like a, an MLB player who's like not like actually qual like qualified i guess is the word or like not a star who would be a fun cover athlete it's a good one um as i said before like they kind of back themselves into a corner because i always root for chaos and i want a little fun one Um, but if it isn't otani i don't think that can fly then i'll be like what what do you have to do to actually get the cover? You see, I think it's both ways. Cause I think if it is Otani, everyone's going to be like, boo, 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 boo. But if it isn't, right, that's o- why, if, yeah. if it isn't Otani, everyone's going to be like, how could you not put Otani? So that, they're in a lose-lose situation right now. Yeah, that's what they, as I said, they back themselves into a corner where they have to do Otani, 
but they're they're doing this drain mystery reveal where what's the mystery because if like the only surprise would be a negative thing at this point so it's very interesting but hopefully they do something i just the thing that would i would think would be fun is otani but in a way that they don't think they're gonna do otani whatever that may be yeah that's the only way you could do it my my two theories that like aren't on top people's head they're kind of stars though um it's in Times Square, New York. This is pen popular, so DeGrom could be fun. Or Mookie mm-hmm. Betts hasn't gotten an MLB The Show cover. Hasn't. That could be a really good one. L.A. Dodger. When was the last time we got a Dodger on the cover? That could be a lot of fun. Right. I DeGrom is probably my new favorite. I like DeGrom, DeGrom on the cover like because before he got hurt, he was like even more popular than Otani. Like right. In, yeah. On the he was killing it. And the Mets are going to have a lot of buzz. Especially with Scherzer now, so. And when was the last time Scherzer's we got a on pit- the Mets? Isn't that weird? That is I true. Forgetting. And I don't think we've ever gotten a pitcher on the cover of the show. I don't. I don't think so. I have it all pulled up right here. Let me take a look. But I don't believe Has that we've been a pitcher ever gotten a pitcher as MLB the Show cover. So it could kind of like break the internet history a little bit. Yeah, yeah no pitcher was... ever on the show on MLB the Show cover. So Otani would change that too. Otani would change that. Oh, so they're kind of in a win-win situation there. That isn't that kind of yeah. weird. That, like, no pitcher ever made it? I think... I don't know if this is true, but I think they might have... That might have started because 2K... Yeah. Um, When they used to have baseball games, they did it a lot of pitchers, I think. So they were, like, rivaling them? So like, we're only gonna maybe. Lose. That'd be weird, though. Because I feel like there's been seasons when pitchers have just been, like, the star the whole season. It's like, couldn't sneak one in there? Right. Yeah, 2K had a ton of pitchers. Who was... Papelbon. Oh. <laughs> Papelbon made the cover? <laughs> How'd that um, happen? Lincecum. That's a good one. Verlander. Like, a ton of pitchers. Okay, so the show and 2K were just rivaling. Halliday. Yeah, that is that is really interesting. I like that, though. Well, who knows? We'll find out who's getting to cover athlete in a couple days. Hopefully it's entertaining. That's all I'm rooting for. Just give me something entertaining. Yeah. Or, like, bring out Otani in New York for the cover reveal. Just give me something. Then I'm like, this is really, really cool. That's all I want. Just give me it. Let's talk about something that might not be as fun. Hall of Fame controversy. Now, before we get into this, Jack, what's your usual level of care for the Hall of Fame? Because this is like a yearly conversation. People are like, this guy got snubbed. This guy deserves in. How much do you usually care about this? I love the headlines. Headlines are fun. But I guess... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to answer that question yet because it will take away from the fun of the conversation. Okay, that's fair. I like that. I like that. But for those who didn't know, but I feel like the whole world knows at this point, David Ortiz, the only player to be elected into the Hall of Fame, 77.9% of the votes. Barry Bonds, arguably the greatest baseball player to ever live, not elected on his 10th and final ballot, so he's no longer eligible to become a member of the Hall of Fame. Clemens, Schilling, also not elected in. Clemens, one of the Roger Clemens, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Both had steroids. Same as David Ortiz. A Rod also not elected. That's pretty interesting. So, Jack, initial thoughts. David Ortiz, Hall of Famer. I'm hyped. My favorite player growing up. So I think it's awesome. Like that feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy that Ortiz is in. I'm happy about that. Barely snuck in. 77%. DH is also cool. Is Seems this- like his chances were against him. Is this and the first in... DH to ever get into the Hall of Fame? No, I don't think so. Keep going. I'll find out. Um, I think what's the guy in the Mariners? I'm blanking. Read his name? I think he went. He got in. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, as a Red Sox fan, I'm happy about it. But, and I, it sucks because this seems like it could be a landmark case to set like precedent for other steroid users because David Ortiz tested positive for steroids and is now in the Hall of Fame. Bonds never tested positive for steroids and he's not in the Hall of Fame. So I don't really know if this affects anything with steroid stuff. It's more of just like, it might be that asterisk like, huh, how did, how did Big Poppy get in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, um, also, you were right. Edgar Martinez, DH for the Mariners, right. uh, got into the Hall of Fame 2019. So, good call on your part. Look at you, your baseball knowledge. This is, like, uh, such a salt-in-the-wound feeling because I'm so happy Ortiz got in. It's like, oh, my gosh, they finally, like, aren't being dumb. And you can't have a baseball Hall of Fame without the clutchest player ever and one of the greatest DHs of all time. And I think no one would argue right. that Ortiz isn't one of baseball's greatest DHs to ever play. Like, he's awesome. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. But it's such a bad look when you have Barry Bonds. I saw this stat, Jack. If you took away every single one of Barry Bonds' home runs, he still would have the same career on base percentage as David Ortiz. If you took away every single one of his home runs, yeah, he would have the it's... exact same on base percentage as David Ortiz had in his career. He was the greatest baseball player statistically of all times. And like you said, Ortiz and him basically both got caught for using steroids, even though Ortiz tested positive, Bonds never technically did. So how do you have a Hall of Fame with David Ortiz in it, which I wanted. I wanted him in a Hall of Fame. I'm happy he got in. And you don't have Barry Bonds, who's – how do you have a – like you said this was a great line that you like. How do you have a museum about baseball and not have Barry Bonds in that museum? You just completely erase that fact from history. Yeah, and him not making it, I just the counter argument, him not making it is getting way more press than if he made it first try. So I guess it just cements him more as this like figure in baseball history. I think he's the closest thing to Babe Ruth of modern day time and he'll in a hundred years he'll be the Babe Ruth figure. Um so I, I like I don't think he cares, but it it this I think for a lot of people is the final straw of so we officially don't care about the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's how I came in on it. And it, it sucks, though, because, like, when you're a kid, if you hear, like, baseball, like, a guy gets into the Hall of Fame, that's, like, kind of cements them as, like, a baseball legend. Like, oh, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer. That's, like, how I always thought of it. It's always so cool to be, like, this team had, like, five first ballot Hall of Famers on their team. Or, like, when Jeter got in and he was, like, unanimous. Or was it Jeter yeah. or Griffey who was unanimous? I think it was Jeter, right? I think Mariano. Mariano? Right? Or even Nat being like, we're not going to have a unanimous guy voted into the Hall of Fame. It's like, why? What is the – even the 70, 77.9% of people who voted for Ortiz, it's like, why is these numbers so – how is it so hard to determine who's a Hall of Famer and who's not? If me and you right. can do it and we're two dumbasses on a microphone and we can be like, oh, yeah, Ortiz, Hall of Famer, Bonds, Hall of Famer. It's so dumb that the writers get the vote, which is my biggest takeaway from this. I agree with you. I think it, like, changes how much I care about the Hall of Fame. But also, it might be a little too late at this point because now Bonds literally can't get into the Hall of Fame. Why are they voting? Like, the people who write about baseball, why are they the ones who decide who gets into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that fully doesn't make any sense. Well, it does, but just not to us because we're of the next generation where everyone opinion everyone's opinion matters and everyone has a platform before it's like oh he wrote for the boston herald so he gets to judge the players but now it's like no one reads newspapers 
and they're losing money and they're like no i don't like barry bonds but the newspaper is making less money than most internet fans it makes no sense. Yeah, I think I've always I think I've said this for a while. I think you've agreed with me before that we should divide it: thirty three percent fan vote, thirty three percent writer vote, thirty three percent player vote. That way, if right. the fans try to vote like a meme player in, the writers and the players can kind of like push back against it and mm-hmm. be like, "All right, this guy is not a Hall of Famer." Like if everyone's like Brett Phillips Hall of Famer and everyone voted for him as a fan. Then, like, you know, there's, like, a balance there. And they can be like, all right, this right. guy. But, like, if Barry Bonds, I feel like 99% of players and 99% of fans would have voted for him. So he would have gotten in because 66% of writers voted for him. And instead, you have, like, the 30% who still go to the deli every day and get their newspaper who are like, no, nah, Barry Bonds, too fun. We don't like him. Now, you know who we yeah. like? Pete Rose. He's our guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all a, a bunch of stuff that i'm just so over like at this point just looking at the ballot it's like oh those are the like the ballot kind of means more than the hall of fame but no one remembers the guys on the ballot in 20 years so it's kind of sad but everyone you see on the ballot like carl crawford prince fielder papal bond joe nathan there it's more of just like oh these were the stars a while back yeah and that's what it's it's tough because i don't think the hall of fame should be easy to get into but at the same time, past couple years, or past two years, one person's gotten in. It's kind of a weird, like a lot of people will be forgotten in that era if we're looking at back in 50 years. Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, I've seen a couple arguments go back and forth on this. Um, first off, people are like, I would vote for 10 guys on this ballot to get in the Hall of Fame. And that argument I don't agree with because I'm like, well, that kind of loses the specialty of the Hall of Fame. Right. And then you got the people who are like, I would vote – I wouldn't vote for Barry Bonds. It's like the same effect. It's like that's not the real spirit of like the whole voting process in general. It's like right. who do you vote for and who you not vote for? It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. I just – I don't understand because I feel like everyone agrees that at least like during a steroid era, re- not our time of being baseball fans, like we missed out on that. But like in it, looking mm-hmm. back in hindsight, it feels like I would say what seventy percent of players were using steroids back then. That's kind of what it feels like. And Barry Bonds was still like five times the player anybody else was. So it's like, oh, yeah. everyone was cheating. He was just still better at cheating than everybody else. He was also a Hall of Famer before he used steroids. Then the only argument against that is like, oh, he used steroids, so I don't, so his character is bad, so he shouldn't be in. But it's like, who cares? A lot of people who were in there weren't weren't great guys. (laughs) A lot of base, you you'd be shocked to find out how many guys are in the Hall of Fame. Probably aren't guys you want to grab a beer with. Like I don't think that's how we can vote on it. But I have the ballot in front of us. But I did see you kind of like mention this. So do you think Bonds? There's any chance that Barry Bonds is still going to actually get in the Hall of Fame? Like are we going to have like a change of heart down the road? There is a chance where if the Giants re-sign him, oh, then he could be re-eligible in the future. So if the Giants want to do him a favor, or just any team technically, um, how long would bring it- him back on a contract? There, I think there's something. I don't know the details, but I believe that would still work. I actually really like this. What if they just brought him? What if they just brought him back for a day? Would that count? Or does he have to, like, be on the team for a full season? If, like, you sign him for, like, a one-day contract and be like, hey, I'm an active player again, and then he gets in five years, yeah. he gets to reset his ten years, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'm sure that wouldn't work, but I'd like to think it does. 
I would also like to think it does. Also, A-Rod not elected. So I want to do something where we kind of like fill out our own ballot or like loosely mm-hmm. go through it because I want to get your take on this. But so, yeah, we'll just do that as we go. Let's start off. I have the 2022 Hall of Fame ballot pulled up in front of us. I'm just going to read names that I have opinions on. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. And then you can kind of get weigh in as well. Uh, A-Rod, would you have voted him Hall of Famer? Yes or no? Yeah. I'm a yes. I think you have. Yeah, because if you're going to ignore the steroid thing i mean he's probably one of the more like he was kind of a, the victim like people really not the victim he was the antagonist of the steroid yeah era like he did a lot like he, people were like oh yeah no he he used steroids and like a bunch of legal stuff so. he also admitted it publicly hey i, he I used steroids it. yeah he only got 34 percent of the vote i think the biggest difference between besides if i'm like completely taking out like the cheating part of it like they use steroids and like because i don't care about that um i just think it's ortiz just won more and like that's like the argument for him like world series right. like he just had more of them so like what he had three world series so you have three world series championships to one and probably even though a-rod, A-Rod only got one world series yeah i think he only had one i can double check i think it was only 2009 I don't think he won another one because he was with the Mariners before he went to the Yankees and the Mariners didn't win. And the Rangers. Yeah, so I think he just had one World Series. I'll look it up to double check. So that's my – I'm still yes, though. I think that if you're going to have a museum, which the Hall of Fame should be about baseball, then you have to put in Alex Rodriguez because he's a critical part of baseball history. Yeah. Yeah, he only had one. He's a household name. That is surprising. He's probably going to be in. Only one. Uh, Ortiz, obviously a yes for me. Yeah. Bonds, yes. He's in there. Are you a yes on Clemens as well? Yeah. I like Clemens. I don't know enough about him. So I'm like, I, I know his stats and stuff, and I never really watched him play. So I didn't. Uh, Manny Ramirez is an interesting one. I think I'm a no on Manny. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any of these stats. So this is more just gut reaction, I guess. So I'll, I'm going to go yes. Yeah, and then the la- we'll do the Sasu this last one because, you know, we don't really have a ton of stats. I'm a yes on Tim Lincecum. I'm biased, but I want Lincecum in the Hall of Fame. Free World Series championships, yeah. absolute stud. Even though it was for a short period of time, he was literally like the guy in baseball. He was so cool. I'm probably a no on him. He's like a Giants legend. and So Giants Hall of Fame, I'm sure he's already in it, but if not, he should be. He, um, but I don't know if there's a lot of dominant pitchers for a short period of time. Ooh, that's, that'll be my last point on this conversation because uh, that's fair. T- he's a really good team Hall of Famer. Um, right. Does – when you're like Hall of Fame, length of service, how much does that matter to you? Like is that a big deal? Like how long you played? I think so. And like it could be changed. Like if people are saying it's about what you did when you played and not how long you played, that's a whole different conversation. But in my head, Hall of Famers are people who are great for as long as possible. That's or fair. maybe it's just that that helps your chances go up. But, like, David Ortiz played for a while. Yeah. That's probably the only reason he got in. That I can agree with. I'm, I'm probably more biased guys, just, like, fun players. But that's a good argument on Lincecum. He is one of those guys, though, that, like, he, did he play long enough? I like the 10-year mark. That that makes a lot of sense to me. It's like, did you play? Yeah. Were you at the top of your game for, like, a decade? And if you were, right. then you can be a Hall of Famer, which is cool. Yeah. But – we got to thank our sponsor for this episode, Jack, because I don't know about you, but I got to kind of shave my balls. It's getting a little hairy down there. 
Yeah, thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode of We Got Ice. Use code ICE for 20% off and free shipping of the new Lawnmower 4.0 package. It's the winter. People are getting lazy. But with this bad boy, it's got a light on it. You go into the water using the shower. Just clean up everything you need. It's just the the preferred user of studs like us. <laughs> Guys, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's just around the corner. You know what that means. Join the 4 million men worldwide who use Manscaped to shave their balls. You don't want to show up unprepared for the big day, guys. You know, you got to make sure you don't let your pubes wreck you. So go to manscaped.com, use code ICE to get 20% off and free shipping. Like Jack says, you got an LED light. So if you're trying to be sneaky about the fact that you're shaving your balls, it's waterproof so you can do it in the shower if you want. Make sure you don't nick yourself up. Look really good. Valentine's Day is important, guys. We got to show up one day of the year at least. Manscaped.com. Use promo code ICE. Get free shipping. That's Manscaped.com. Get your lawnmower 4.0. Your balls and your significant other will thank you. Thank you, Manscaped, for thank sponsoring Manscaped. this episode of the podcast. We appreciate you. Our other talk out, talk, talk out, talking point, talk out, a mixed talk and lockout. How do you like that? Mm. The lockout, Jack. I feel like we got some positive news. It felt like a good week for the lockout, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, so they met twice, two days in a row. Huge for them. And then maybe I feel like they might be meeting today or yesterday or something. I think it's Monday. They're supposed to meet Monday? again. But the big thing that I I really want to talk about is pitchers and catchers are supposed to be reporting to spring training two days from two weeks from Monday. It's supposed to be the first day. The pitchers and catchers report to spring training, which feels fake. It's like that's right. not going to actually happen. Like in my head, I've already accepted that's not happening. So I wonder if, say, the lockout ends and they come to agreement the day before the report date, could everything just go as planned? Or will there still like be some lingering stuff that will push it back even like a week? That's a good point. I think if it hypothetically, if it finishes, like, what, February 13th, February 13th or 14th, and then spring training's February 15th, I think that if it ends that day, you should be able to go if you're a pitcher right. or catcher because, like, spring training is when you start warming up. It's not like you're supposed to do anything. You're just supposed to show up to get prepared. So I think it yeah. would be able to start on time. That's when everyone's, like, I feel like it was February 1st or the first day of spring training has been, like, the arbitrary deadline for when this lockout was supposed to end. It's like, oh, as long as it ends by the first day of spring training, we'll be fine. I'm I'm going to come in optimistic. I don't know about you. I think we're I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to end before the first day of spring training. I'm feeling positive. Right, yeah. We love the optimism. The I don't know if there's actually any signs to point to that because they did meet twice, but it's like is that I mean the deal's close? I don't think so. And then also a report came out this week. MLB is not afraid to miss a month of the season. They're like, yeah, we are we don't care if we're going to miss games. So, <laughs> Are you saying that my, my opinion is not based in fact, Jack? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It's like tough, especially because I feel like that was destined to happen, though. Like MLB was going to be, we won't mind missing games, but it's a lot different to say you're not – you're willing to miss games and actually do it, especially with, like, the bad press that would bring. But they both met. There was movement on the PA side. They uh, Jeff Hassan reported that 
They got rid of some of their uh, demands that they initially had, that the MLB met a little bit on some of their arbitration numbers. They were still low, but there was slight progress towards a deal. And the fact that they're just meeting is big. They met twice in a yeah. week. They met twice in two months, like a month and a half. So I'm like, okay, they're talking now, and it feels like there's actual negotiations going on. But like you said, it's still probably a bit of a stretch to think that they'll come back in time. Yeah, I, I think the number, I think we'll be fine for spring training. Like sp- some sort of spring training will happen. Mm-hmm. But I think the, just one of the things they're arguing about, some sort of, I don't even know what it is, but money-wise, I just saw the numbers. MLB's coming in at 115, and the Players Association has pushed to like 10. Well, so it's, like the, it's the other way still around. so yeah. far away. The, the other way around. The arbitration pool. So, like, for uh, players who come up and perform with the high, top 50 war, I think it is, there is money that goes around in arbitration that determines how much money that player makes. And the MLB is willing to do, like, $10 million in bonuses. And the MLBPA wants $100 million. Yeah. So, so. it's like, how does that in two weeks become an agreement? Or Like, it could happen real quick, but I feel like we're still – the progress hasn't really happened. Yeah, I guess in my head, my optimistic look out look on it is that like something like that, the MLB doesn't want to do, and PA clearly wants. But like something like expanded playoffs, the MLB's like that'll make us so much money. Yeah, we'll yeah. raise the arbitration level and we'll give you that. Which also felt uh kind of like a trendy thing this week, like MLB like playoffs being like kind of a guarantee which I fought back or, like, didn't really like. But it felt like all the beat reporters and everybody was like, yeah, expanded playoffs are going to happen. Like, everyone agrees that that's going to happen. Yeah. Which is a little unfortunate for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority on this. I like how the MLB playoffs are now. I feel like if you add more, it's just going to make it, like, less hype. It might make the playoffs more fun, but I feel like it's going to make, like, June baseball even a little bit more sluggish than it already is. Because, okay, 10 of us are making this. It, I'm, I tend to go either way. Like, I prefer it not to change, but I think that's how most people are with everything. But I don't think it's going to actually hurt anything. Especially even this year with the NFL, it was an extra week of football. And it's like a lot of people are like, hey, that's a good point. why is the Super Bowl pushed back so much? Like, it's it's weird, but it still just works. And then in a couple of years, we'll just be used to it. So it it's one of those things that are definitely going to run under the radar because I don't really want people to think about it too much. And we'll just we'll adapt to it. Yeah, I did have my, like, um, first kind of sad moment in a while about the lockout because we're coming up on two full months of no— That's crazy. Isn't it? It's kind of—has it flown by or dragged? I feel like it's been a bit of both. Um, Probably dragged just because it's been two full months and a lot of stuff would have happened in these two full months. Like, a whole week would have just been about Correa yeah. if he signs. Like, and just all that stuff we haven't had— anything so i mean it's the best two months to not have any baseball news but it's been weird seeing all the other sports flourish and baseball has nothing like absolutely nothing Uh, yeah that was a popular tweet this past weekend during the division series of football because it was going so it was wild everyone was tuned in and it was one of the best weeks of football ever and then everyone was just like baseball's in a lockout i was like oh that hurts but i started getting my first trickle of sadness because it's like at this time that we would start seeing, like, rumors of, like, players starting to show up to spring training or, like, the top 100 baseball prospect list coming out. Mm -hmm. Or this is what 
my prediction for the Yankees record. You know, we get those daily predictions that usually happen on February 1st for like Mm -hmm. one a day. You get like, what is the Arizona Diamondbacks record going to be like in 2022? And we can all start like that, like biting into that or like, who's the sneaky Cy Young candidate? And I feel like none of that's going to happen. Maybe it still will, but I feel like you can't really have those conversations if you don't even know there's going to be a baseball season. Like, it's kind of hard to be like, this is my prediction for the Dodgers record. When is how many games are they going to play? There's still so much to happen yeah. that isn't happening. Like, a ton of free agents still have to sign. All those little free agents that you don't even know about, they still have to sign and get teams. And then everyone has to get ready for the season. So there's so much baseball that's going to have to be squeezed in somehow. And that might make the storylines more clumped up. And especially for S-Content, people have been like, oh, that would have been a nice mid-January video. But now it's opening day it's happening like Correa is going to sign like March 20th and we'll be like oh that well now no one cares now because the season's about to start that's probably why I was so uh blown away by the show covered like actually being like a trending thing on Twitter because baseball yeah. just hasn't done anything for us in so long that I've been right. like oh there's baseball news that people care about this is wild um but yeah exactly dude it, I don't know about you I feel like for us like on the podcast or anything like the month of anticipation like before opening day is the best part when you just get the every team's in it, every team's relevant, everyone's trying to figure out who's going to be that guy. And it's just like not having that around is like a big bummer. Because like even if the lockout ends, let's say March 1st, there's really not, like you said, all those transactions need to happen. And then hypothetically, the season just starts. And it's just like, which is great. Like I'm happy we're going to get baseball season. But even like those little conversations that you get to have every year would be gone, which is just unfortunate. Yeah, it's lockout will never be good. It sucks that it's happening. Yeah, I was. <laughs> this is a fun question I came up with, and I wanted to ask you: What's the weirdest thing, like from the past two months of the lockout, or if it goes on, that we're gonna remember? Like the weirdest moment when we're gonna look back, and we're like, wow, that was wild. What were we doing? For me, it's the the first night where everyone was changing their Twitter profile heads, and you'd be like, what the hell world were we living in? Yeah, I. That's sort of the saddest part, even. I remember being kind of excited that the lockout was happening, so it's probably that day one or, like, the night before. But I was very wrong. Like, I just answered the question, like, nothing happened. That's true. I thought there would be some sort of stuff that would, like, kind of, like, the anti-story that would be kind of interesting. But it was just really, oh, no, it is a lockout. Nothing's just happening. It's a baseball news desert. You remember in so, uh, like the when COVID happened and they were doing negotiations? That was entertaining, mm-hmm. I felt like. Like I cared about like the bargaining right. back and forth. Like there was a lot of stories on it. And like yeah. I was really invested in it. I feel like we haven't even gotten that. Yeah, I, I think people are – it's like because that happened two years ago or just one full year ago. We're not ready for that again. We just want more baseball. Last season was so good. Give us another one. And now, like, we're not ready for the whole, oh, I can't wait for baseball. I think a lot of baseball fans are getting annoyed waiting for baseball and want it to be delivered to them in easier ways. Mm, yeah, I saw I saw, I saw John Boy tweet this out, and I think it was my favorite tweet of the lockout. In five years, we're going to look back at 2020, 2021, and 2022 
the baseball seasons and be like, what the hell was happening? 2020, 60-game COVID season. 2021, two different kinds of balls. The first half, everybody was using spider tack and glue yeah. on the ball. The second half, the balls were inflated and just flying out. And then 2022, we get a lockout. And it's just like – and we're probably going to miss games. And you look back and like, what yeah. was happening in baseball? Well, it was like the Matrix. And weirdly enough, those were those will be our three seasons that <laughs> we started everything. <laughs> I know. Couldn't we have gotten free normal? And still in my head for some reason, I'm like, baseball's going in the right direction. I still yeah. feel that yeah. in a weird way. I think way. part of it is the more scandals, the more – press so and all press is good press that's true i still have hope though that i'm gonna wake up one morning it's gonna be like 55 degrees outside and it's gonna be baseball is back from jeff passett that's that should be his tweet he should have it in his drafts ready to go you don't have to say anything else just simply mm-hmm. baseball is back that's gonna get five hundred thousand likes guaranteed yeah that i think we're all wishing for that Prank. hopefully in the next two months Ooh, who can hope? Do you got anything else you want to talk about, Jack? Or we can make this a shorter episode because I'm kind of out yeah. of topics. Yeah. I mean, we really haven't. This was the busiest news week in like a month, and there wasn't really that much. So, yeah, well, I, th- I think that's it. It's a lot of – I'm waiting for some positive stuff. Even yeah. with the Hall of Fame, it's like, yay, big poppy, but no bonds. And then the lockout, it's like, oh, something happened, but nothing really happened. So we're, we're still grinding it out. Yeah, we're still in the depths of it. I guess my last note that was kind of like a popular thing is like Carlos Correa, Carlos Correa, Correa, Correa hired uh, Scott Boris as his agent, right. which for me, for some reason, I'm like, oh, maybe baseball's about to come back and Correa's aging up and make sure mm-hmm. he's ready to talk to teams and like really strapping it in. But that's like reading into the situation. There's nothing even really there. I'm like, I don't care about whose agent is who. Yeah. I don't care. Just we're, put, we're put di- them on the Tigers. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. We're getting into the weeds now. Yeah, we're getting into the depths of the news cycle. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there, guys. I appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, you're the best. Patrons, we love you. Patreon.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this episode. And we'll be back once a week, guys. Every, ep- every week, we'll keep you updated on the lockout and hopefully have some positive news next week. In the meantime, take it easy and stay chilly. Bye. Bye.